what's up, Packers fans? This is the G-Spot Packers Podcast. I'm Paul, and as always, Brian's here with me. Hey, we got a divisional uh, playoff game against the Rams at Lambeau. Uh, first, uh, we had a great season. Kind of want to uh, talk about that a little bit. Packers had really one of the best regular seasons in our lifetimes. You know, it's really in the discussion with the 96, 97 seasons, the 2011 season, and the 2014 uh, seasons as being, you know, just some of the best regular seasons of our lifetimes. Yeah, and they've seemed to get better throughout the season, which is also a plus uh, going into the playoffs. Because, again, we want this to end like 96 and not like uh, 2011 and 2014. Yeah, exactly. You know, this is a you know, this great regular season left us with the number one scene in the NFC. Uh, the only NFC team with a bye, you know, and it, it allowed the Packers to get healthy, unlike the other teams having to play. Exactly. And there's always a debate on whether the buy is helpful or not. Uh, Do you lose momentum? Uh, Personally, I love getting the buy in the playoffs. It also gives you home field advantage throughout the playoffs and you get healthy. My only problem is when teams rest people when they're the number one seed, when it becomes two, three weeks off. I think that can be a little bit of a letdown, but one week off to get healthy and play at home, I think is perfect. And it gives you an advantage going to the playoffs, in my opinion. Yeah, you know, and on top of that, you know, it's literally just one less game that you have to win. It's it's three games uh, that the Packers have to win at this point versus four games that every other NFC team would need to win uh, in order to make it. Um, and, and to me, I really just think it comes, you know, with some hindsight, um, you know, misinformation and, and that, you know, it's one of those things that they win the game, it's because they got healthy uh, and they had home field advantage. But, you know, if they lose the game, it's because they got rusty, you know. Oh, I completely agree, and I think um, with what happened in 2011, I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to allow this team to come out and play flat flat and not be ready to go. Um, That was a pretty big embarrassment to that team, and I don't think he'll ever let that go down. So that was the last time we had the one seed, too. So given that, I think he's not going to let this team squander this opportunity that they have right now. But it is the NFL, and so they're going to need to play because – the Rams could come in and pull this off, but I think the Packers have a great chance. Yeah, you know, in the most recent example of us having a bye is uh, last year, uh, and we beat the Seahawks pretty handily uh, at Lambeau. So I really don't think it's a big deal. So, um, you know, the, the other promising thing, as you mentioned, you know, this team really got better in the second half of the season. Uh, the last loss came in week 11 against a Colts team that made the playoffs, and this uh, game went into overtime. Uh, so not even a bad loss when it comes to a regular season loss. So what do you, what do you think has changed uh, later on in the season? Well, I think we talked about it during the season when uh, the players, the Smith brothers and some other players talked to Mike Patton and uh, they said that they made some small tweaks to the defense and whatever they did, it really um, allowed the Smith brothers, especially and Rashawn Gary to get after the passer. And that kind of kicked off and started this defense playing better which then in turn, when they got challenged with good rushing attacks, they were able to step up and really kind of shut down um, some good rushing attacks late in the season when that was something we had a major concern about this defense. And with those two things kind of shoring up on this defense, they've only given up 20 points twice in the last six games, and one of those was uh, garbage time points that were given up. So they've looked really sharp. Um, I think their safety play is one of the main reasons allowing uh, 
26 to come down in the box and let his speed just take over down there. Yeah, it re- it really has uh, been a noticeably different defense in the, the second half, and you know that it's it's really scary. You know, if you can add a great defense, which I really would argue they have been a great defense, I would say the last six seven weeks of the season. Um, you add that to the number one offense uh, in the league, uh, that's going to make the Packers a tough team to beat. Yeah, and it's amazing how well this offense has uh, become. I mean, last year we we had a pretty decent offense, but we were kind of, you know, we saw the struggle between Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers. And however they got together in the offseason and decided that they were going to work out what they each like and make this offense that we've seen. And um, whatever they did in the offseason has turned out great. And this plan that they put together with him, Matt LaFleur, and Nathaniel Hackett has just been awesome. You can see them. Um, especially when Devontae Adams was out, they were scheming open guys and we were getting great play from guys that just needed to step up. And whether it was MVS, Alan Lazard, Robert Tunyon, I mean, we've had guys have great seasons with this offense. Yeah. You know, uh, that, you know, all that combines, you know, with just the resurgence that we've had with Aaron Rodgers. And I think a lot of that is just matching up scheme wise, but also just a credit to just how well Rodgers has played. Um, you know, he's the presumed MVP of the league. He won first team all pro uh, in a landslide, which really is what um, indicates that he's going to be that MVP. Um, it, this offense has just been deadly. Yeah, and we all kind of were expecting to see another weapon taken in the draft, and that didn't happen. And I think this year we've seen exactly what is the biggest help to a quarterback, and that's the offensive line. And our offensive line has had its struggles health-wise and had to shuffle around, but they have played amazing. They've been dominant this year, and no matter who's been out there playing, they've had a great season, and they've kept Rodgers clean for almost every single game. So that has been the biggest surprise for me um, this season has been the offensive line play, even with rookies coming in. Um, Devonte Adams having a career year that has been another highlight. Um, it's a little bit less surprising to me, just the way he's continually gotten better. But then we also had Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams just improve on what we saw last year with a rushing attack. And then the biggest surprise coming out is Robert Tunyon having an amazing year, stepping up to be, you know, one of the better tight ends in the league and just scoring an incredible amount of touchdowns in the red zone. Yeah, you know, I think a lot of people from that tight end uh, spot thought that it might have been Jay Sternberger coming into year two, uh, really turning things around. But um, it really has been Robert Tanyan. Uh, Tanyan, I'm, I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, it, you know, all this offseason chatter about them not getting help for Rodgers just seems silly now. You know, and, and the big clamor has been the, the lack of an addition at wide receiver, which, again, let's go back to Devin Funches, who opted out. But you, you look at the, the next two guys, Alan Lazard and Marcos Valdez-Scatling, you know, just their numbers are wide receiver two-worthy numbers. You know, in, in 10 games, Alan Lazard had 451 yards and three touchdowns. You know, and then MVS, you know, he, he had uh, 690 yards and six touchdowns. I mean, it, those are solid number two wide receiver numbers. The best part to me is they both fill a different role, and I think that um, it kind of makes up for needing a 
let's say more bona fide number two than both of them alongside Devonte Adams. They kind of combined and fill multiple roles and kind of can be moved around a lot, which I think helps both of them. So even when, you know, I think still Alan Lazard's still recovering from his core injury. We haven't seen the numbers um, in the receiving game this late in the season, but what with what he does in the rushing game and blocking downfield has been a huge help to this offense. And then having MVS as that deep threat, you know, when we complain about having, you know, a few drops, but with his size and speed, it's just so tough for a defense. If they fall asleep and, you know, trying to attack Rodgers, it gives us that, you know, 70 yard touchdown that we saw against the bears and stuff like that. You just have to be prepared for the entire game or you're going to get burned. Yeah. And even, even if you might drop, you know, one out of three, one out of four of those, uh, you know, long passes, you know, (laughs) still with catching most of those, you know, that that's a huge, huge thing that the defense have to worry about. Um, And, you know, if he can work on, uh, you know, his drops and improve, he can be a legit, a a legit threat in this, uh, in this league for a while. Uh, But, um, you know, then the, that leads us to the last part of the uh, team that we didn't talk about um, and we won't talk about much. Um, it's really the only weakness of this team, uh, special teams. Uh, hopefully that doesn't come to bite us in the playoffs, but you know, it's just one of those things we're going to be nervous about. Yeah. Anytime I see the ball in the air on a punt, I'm going to be getting nervous. We just got to hope that the return teams, you know, don't have any fumbles and our coverage teams don't allow the other team to get some big returns or touchdowns even. And uh, hopefully our special teams will be good enough and we don't have to have them lose the game for us. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm just hoping that there's no returns for, uh, for touchdowns or fumbles on our returns. Um, yeah, if they can do that, I, I can live up with the extra yards. Um, but, you know, the, the, the last the last item to talk about for the season that, you know, could, it's kind of gone under the radar a little bit, but um, Packers have brought in some key vet signings late in the season, and Tavon Austin's, Damian, Snacks Harrison, and Jared Bell here. All these guys kind of give us a really good role or depth coming uh, into the playoffs, and I think that shows, you know, people, have, fans have complained about not really going for it. I think that they're really showing that they're going for it this year, and we'll we'll get into uh, Velt here later and kind of his situation, but Again, that was filling depth where he played last year in the playoffs for us and really helped us. So, you know, we're going back trying to make sure to uh, solidify that offensive line with Bakhtiari being out. Um, Tavon Austin, um, we talked about him during the season when we signed him that, you know, Irvin played a great role as a returner and then being that scat back in the offense. And Austin fills that perfectly for when Irvin misses time, which he currently is. And then uh, just signing snacks. Again, the weakness of this defense has been the rushing attack, and Snacks is great against the run. He might not be as great as he used to be, but again, it's another good defensive line help to make sure that if if somebody tries to run a lot, we're going to have a guy that can come in and help. Yeah, you know, all small, but these are just great moves in my opinion. Uh, low risk, high reward. Um, you know, hopefully these resemble some of the moves in the past season, such as Andre Risen in the 96 season, Howard Green in the 2010 season. Um, obviously, both leading to pretty good outcomes. All right, so th- then um, we just jump into the injuries. Uh, as we said, you know, the Packers did get healthy uh, in the bye week with only one player listed on the injury report. Uh, Kings of Kiki, he's 
going to be doubtful, probably not going to play uh, with a concussion. But other than that, it's clean. And Kiki was having a great year. Um, the loss of Kiki, um, he was getting some pass rush, so we might lose that. But picking up snacks is going to help kind of alleviate that. We'll still have some defensive line depth, so won't be a huge issue. But hopefully we can get him back the next week because he has been having a good year. Yeah, and then the, the biggest injury news, though, that we haven't talked about yet is uh, losing Dave, David Bakhtiari with the ACL tear. Um, which unfortunately is the second uh, opening day starting lineman that we've lost to an ACL tear after Lane Taylor tore his in week one. And coming into the season, if you would have told me we'd lose those two guys, um, I would have not expected the great offensive line play we've had. And so we've made it one week without David Bakhtiari, that front held up against a great Bears pass rush. And that just goes to show that, you know, Billy Turner and Rick Wagner – um, they're not David Bakhtiari, but they've had a great year when they've uh, been asked to play, and they've played a lot. So I, it's a concern because it's not David Bakhtiari out there, but we do have two very good tackles. And uh, as long as we can make it through this game without getting one of those guys injured, I think this offensive line will hold up great. Yeah, and that's where you know Jared Veld here, you know, came in and was a you know really exciting signing. Um, but you know, that kind of segues, um, to the last bit of injury and illness related news. Um, you know, it was going to be an interesting story. You know, he was on the Colts practice squad and, you know, due to the, these new COVID, uh, regulations just for this year, um, he was elevated to the practice squad, started the game against the, the Colts last week in the playoffs, and then was slotted to be the first ever player to play for two teams in one off season because he was a practice squad player. He was allowed to be picked up. Um, unfortunately that all unraveled though, with one positive COVID test from him. And it's a, it was a big deal and kind of got, uh, people concerned. Thankfully, none of the contact tracing got any of the other Packer players in jeopardy of missing this game. Um, earlier in the season, maybe it would have taken out a few of them, but, uh, with the experience of dealing with a few players, I think that the Packers have really kind of got this under control and know what they're doing and know kind of how to uh, manage any COVID uh, issues. But again, we've seen teams get positions wiped out by this, and thankfully none of that has happened so far. Yeah, you know, thankfully with those procedures, you know, with masks, social distancing, contact tracing, all that stuff that they've done, you know, no one's been determined to be a close contact. Um, and, you know, there's confidence that that's going to be, um, you know, not, not ultimately uh, getting anyone else infected. So, um, yeah, as you said earlier in the season, some some of these other teams, uh, you know, had these huge outbreaks with 15, 20 uh, players uh, all getting it, uh, whereas uh, recently it just it's been a lot more isolated. So hopefully it's going to be uh, around around that same that same level. Um, so then, the, you know, just jumping into the Rams for their injury situation. Um, one of the bigger question marks for this game is going to be Cooper Cup. He's determined and reported to be a true game time decision uh, with a knee contusion. This might be some gamesmanship. It is the playoffs, but if they if Cup can't go, it'll be a huge loss. Cup is uh, a safety blanket for Jared Goff, and if he can't have that, especially with his thumb, it's going to be a huge issue for Goff. I think coming into Lambeau in the playoffs against the number one seed, you really want your security blanket, and if Cup can't go 
it's going to be another tough day for Jared Goff. Yeah, and that you know you mentioned it. You know that's the other big news with their injuries. You know, last week backup John Wofford Wofford started for for Jared Goff with that thumb that he had recently surgically repaired, but then he went out with a stinger. So then Jared Goff did come and play the game, and played all right, I guess. Yeah, he played, his stats were okay. He had 155 yards passing. He had a touchdown, no interceptions. Um, when he came in, the defense was already dominating and they didn't need him to go out and win the game. So it, it, he didn't have a lot of pressure on him to, you know, make an incredible amount of throws. But he just, in my opinion, he just seemed limited. He just didn't seem the same throwing the ball. And um, if you're Packer fans out there old enough to remember when Favre broke his thumb, the passes that he threw just didn't have the same zip. And that's what I saw from Jared Goff against Seattle last week. And so they may say that his thumb's fine, but I don't think his grip is going to be the same as what we saw earlier in the season. Yeah, you, you know, if if his if his grip was fine, his thumb was fine, you know, he would have started last week. They clearly wanted to give him another week to heal up. Um, but just, you know, on, on top of this, you know, it, the weather for today's game is going to make this tough. It's supposed to be cold, uh, at least for California standards, around 35 degrees, a uh, chance of rain and snow. Uh, it doesn't seem to be great weather to be battling a thumb injury. No, it's not. That's definitely not ideal weather for a quarterback trying to grip the ball. And uh, I heard that in practice he's been uh, testing out uh, gloves and trying to throw with that. And that, to me, shows that he is concerned about the grip on the ball, um, whether it's the weather or his thumb. So it'll be interesting to see what uh, happens and if he wears a glove or what's going to go on with Jared Goff at Lambeau. Yeah, uh, it certainly will be interesting to see. Um but yeah, just jumping into that, then what what do you uh, what do you think about this uh, this game going on, especially their offense? You know, talking about the injury. You know, we know that Goff is likely going to be limited. Um, as we said, might be out his top wide receiver. What do we got to watch out for? Well, I look at the Rams and the way McVay runs this. It's very similar to what the Packers do, and ultimately, I think they look to get shots and make plays in the passing game. But with Jared Goff dealing with his thumb injury and the emergence of Cam Akers as a result of that, Cam Akers had a great end of the season, and uh, his play running the ball I think is currently the strength of this Rams offense, and I think that's what they're going to need to do to have a good game against the Packers. Um, do you think that a rookie running back, as well as he's playing, can carry this team uh, in the second round of the playoffs? Yeah, you know, a couple months ago uh, against uh, this defense, the Packers defense, I, w- I would have said, uh, absolutely, I'm terrified of that. Um, and then uh, to me, it's just, can, can we score more points than uh, Cam Akers can? Um, but a- as you had stated earlier, th- th- they've really clamped down on the defense, and then the addition of snacks uh, really uh, changes the game for me. Um, so I- I'm, I'm not too concerned, especially when we know that – Jared Goff is going to be limited. Um, we don't have to worry about uh, you know him making some splash plays. Um, so I, I, I'm actually really not too concerned about this. How about you? I definitely think that uh, the only way that they can really 
get the game going with the rushing attack that the Packers wouldn't be ready for is if McVay can really get uh, and mix up, you know, outside zone, inside zone. I think the reason they were able to shut down Derrick Henry is that Derrick Henry loves running those outside zone plays, and it's a lot of the same coming at you all the time. And if they, if that defense knows what's coming at them, I think they can easily stop it. I think the only way is if McVay can surprise this defense and having Matt LaFleur as your head coach makes it even more difficult for McVay to come with any real surprises, in my opinion. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, hopefully, uh, Matt LaFleur knows exactly what uh, Sean McVay is thinking. But, you know, then you get into this, uh, you know, chess match of who knows each other better and who can fool each other uh, more. Uh, but yeah, so so what what about their weaknesses then? I think I think we've touched on it. It's really with their injuries. Uh, what else? Oh yeah, it definitely starts with Jared Goff's thumb. Um, you know, I didn't think he looked the same throwing the ball against Seattle again. If with him using gloves, whether it's the weather or his thumb, questioning your grip to me shows a quarterback that's not confident in the way he's throwing the ball right now, and you know. That I think is a huge weakness. Whether it's whether his thumbs bothering physically or not, it to me shows mentally he is not confident in himself right now, which I think will be the big weakness for the Rams going this game and something the Packers will need to take advantage of. Yeah, and, and you know, on top of that, you know, it's it's not like Jared Goff, you know, healthy, completely healthy with a great thumb is you know something that we're you know super worried about in general, you know. He's not a bad quarterback, but he's kind of, you know, about average or maybe a little bit above league average for your, your starting quarterback. So, you know, yeah, he's he's not going to lose you a game, but, you know, he's not going to himself carry the team on his back. He's not the same quarterback we saw take this team to the Super Bowl a few years ago, and he has, you know, struggled a little bit this year. And I think as a result of that, I expect uh, Jair Alexander to have another great game and nationally we're not hearing about uh, Alexander on the same level of the hype that we're hearing about Jalen Ramsey, but compared to Ramsey, they've had similar statistics this year. Do you think uh, Jair Alexander is, you know, comparable to Ramsey at this point, or is it another year or two out? I, I mean, so, I mean, Jair Alexander did get second team. Uh, and he was the top voted for. Uh, so essentially, he was the third best quarterback according to the All Pro vote. So I mean, I, I think he is there. Like, you know, people are talking about how he's snubbed and all this stuff. And I, I mean, to me, that it, like, yeah, I hope Jair thinks that way. I, I hope he feels like he's snubbed because with his personality, I've, of course, it's just going to let a fighter under his ass. But oh, I um, guarantee he feels snubbed just the way Alexander is. Yeah, so I'm happy he does, but I mean, I don't. I mean, okay, he was rated the third best, you know. <laughs> so uh, is Avian Howard, and then uh, Jalen Ramsey, then Jair Alexander. I mean, I I, I can't I, I can't argue with that. I guess my my whole thing is you don't hear anyone talking about you know Robert Woods going against Jair Alexander and getting shut down or Cooper Cup or any of that. Is it just because Jair doesn't, you know, follow the best guy? He plays one side of the field, or I, I don't know. But you know, if, if Cooper Cup is out, um, you know, potentially you do see that where you know, just they put uh, Robert Woods on uh, Jair Island uh, 
for the whole game, and then who do you got? Uh, you know, that, that, that takes away their two best offensive weapons, um, let alone the quarterback who's, uh, as we've said many times, is not going to be at full strength. Yeah, I think so, and it's we'll see if Cooper Cup plays. Yeah. All right. So, how do you think Pet schemes this up to to take advantage of all this? Well, I think as we've talked about, uh, Cam Akers is the one uh, way that this Rams team can stay in the game, and I think the Packers have the tools to stop Cam Akers, and I think that's what they'll need to do um, in this game because. The only games the Packers have lost are teams that have been able to run the ball and keep that offense on the sideline. And so if the Packers can come out and stop that rushing attack early, um, this offense, no matter how good the Rams' defense is, this offense will score, and they will score points uh, in bunches as long as they get enough opportunities. And if the Rams can't run the ball, the Packers will have plenty of opportunities. Yep, yeah, definitely. Well, that's a good segue into uh, the defense here. You know, what, what do you think about this defense? You know, it, it, there's been a lot of talk, you know, about the number one defense versus number one offense. You know, who's going to win that battle? Uh, what, what, do you, what do you think? Well, earlier in the year, I said the Colts had the best defense, but as the, the year kind of finished out, they uh, fell off a little bit. But I think that was a good test for this Packers offense going against a very good defense then. This Rams defense is better than that Colts defense. They are the best uh, defense in the league. But with uh, Aaron Donald's injury, um, you know, I think the strength of this defense has got to be uh, Ramsey. You know, he has proven this year and other years that he can take away an offense's best weapon. And that's a huge strength for this team. And our best player on offense is Devontae Adams, and you know Jalen Ramsey will be shadowing him all over the field. What do you think that matchup's going to play out in this game? Yeah, you know, I, I think that, you know, Ramsey, he's he's going to be, you know, much better than, uh, you know, just your average quarter. I mean, he is, as we just said, he, he is top-tier cornerback. Uh, but I, I just feel like, you know, there's going to be, uh, you know, there's going to be moment moments where where he just doesn't have that coverage. Where Devontae makes a move um, out of his release uh, that that twists Ramsey up. You know, Devontae has done that to everyone, and I think Ramsey is not going to be an exception. Um, and, and it's one of those things. You know, the wide receivers and cornerbacks uh, are kind of diametrically opposed in the sense that you know you could have a terrible game all game as a wide receiver and you make one good play and you know everyone remembers it and it's the opposite as a cornerback it could be amazing all game and then have one slightly subpar game uh, play as, uh, against a receiver like like uh, Devontae Adams uh, you know, you're, he's going to get that separation Rodgers is going to look for him and it's it's going to lead to a big play so th- that's that's my thoughts I, I I think it's he's it's going to be shut down a little bit but uh, not entirely I was really hoping for weather like we saw against the Titans, um, just the way that it looked like Devontae Adams was running on a dry field where everyone else was slipping and sliding around. Um, I don't think we're going to get that amount of snow or precipitation or even that cold as we saw in that Titans game, but uh, I thought that was going to be a huge advantage for Devontae Adams. Um, and I think he will get a little bit of advantage with just, I don't, I think it will be a little bit slick. 
And uh, I'm hoping that Matt LaFleur knows how to give Devontae Adams, you know, an advantage, maybe get him in the slot, get some a little bit of separation from Ramsey and allow him to kind of attack. And I'm excited to see this matchup. I think everyone that's going to watch the game is going to be watching it. So we'll see. It's uh, probably the best at their respective positions going against each other. And we'll see who wins it. Yep. So how, how do you think that uh, Matt LaFleur exploits that? Oh, well, the Rams defense, again, on paper, has only one slight weakness, and that's their red zone scoring, which coincidentally, the Packers are one of the best at scoring in the red zone. And with the injury to Aaron Donald's um, ribs, I mean, that guy is the engine that runs this defense. So if there's anything that slows him down, I think that's going to be a huge impact. The guy is the best defensive player in the league and with him hopefully being a little bit slowed by this rib injury i think that that's going to play into this game and have a huge impact on this packers offense yeah yeah let's hope so all right well let's finish this one up with our favorite segment of the week hot cheddar hot ticks of the week all right i'll start it off um there's been a lot of hype even with us here with Devontae adams and jalen ramsey matchup this week with the best receiver in the league versus the best cornerback in the league, it's going to be a One great game. But unfortunately for Ramsey, Adams goes up against uh, the best cornerback in the league every day with Jair Alexander in practice. So he is well-suited for this matchup. Adams makes Ramsey look like just a regular old above-average cornerback and puts up two touchdowns and 120 receiving yards. Yeah, that's a good out take. All right. So I'm going to say on the defensive side, you know, 10 years ago, after the dropping of the original Green and Yellow, Wheezy comes out with a sequel. This types up the entire team, but none more than the Smith brothers. As the new lyrics go, I know Preston Smith going to tackle him. I know Zadarius Smith going to back him up. These lyrics prove true with both Smith brothers having monster games combining for a total of five sacks. Man, we need them. Let's get them. That, that, that song has been hyping me up. It's been, it's been a good one. So, all right. Well, thanks for listening. Subscribe and find us on social media. And as always, go pack, go.